In our fifth episode, I talk with athletic trainer Simone McElroy. If you've ever wondered who, where, what Simone is all about, you might want to tune in. Fall sports have started, and Simone is quite busy. I was fortunate enough to intercept her between the athletic fields and her office. So grab some water and hydrate from the heat wave as we entertain guest Simone McElroy. I have in the TVS podcast studio guest ath- guest athletic trainer, Simone McElroy. And I have been pronouncing your last name correctly, McElroy? Yes, that is how you pronounce it. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you speak here in our podcast. It gives our listeners and Panther Nation a chance to better know you and, and know what you do and what you do for our student athletes. Do you reside here in West Ellick? Uh, no, actually, I live in Union, Ohio. Um, uh-huh. I have thought about moving out here, but then I realized the kids might find out where my house is and they might show up and ding dong ditch me. Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> How much of a commute is that? It's about 20 minutes, so not too, too bad. Chance to uh, unwind maybe after uh-huh. a busy day or busy night. Well, tonight is something uh interesting for you, right? You start the season? Yes, it is the first Friday night lights for the football team. So I'm excited for that to go on and hopefully we get a win, start the season off right. Excellent. What's your prediction? Who you play and what's your prediction? playing Carlisle. This is the first time we've ever played them since I've been here. Um, I'm hoping for a win. Um, The boys look good. We've looked good in the last two scrimmages. So I'm hoping that they continue on with that and you know, riding that win streak, as you could say, and continue on every Friday night. Have any of them on the team had to had to weigh on you heavily this season? This no, season? not Good. yet. Thank luckily, uh, fingers crossed it continues <laughs> after yeah. tonight. But yeah, no, the boys are holding up well and haven't had too many issues with them. They've been great. Excellent. I'm sure coach likes to hear that as well. Well, can you tell us what high school you attended? And what sports you participated in, if any? I went to Springfield North High School. Um, It doesn't exist anymore. I was the last graduating class before they became Springfield High back in 2008. Um, And in high school, I played basketball and softball. Mm -hmm. All four years? All four years. Uh, Basketball, I had three varsity years, um, but I did play up a bit my freshman year. And softball was all four varsity which sport did you like better, softball or basketball? Oh, I grew up liking basketball. I could have sworn I was going to be in the WNBA. And then when I hit 5'5 five five and never got taller, <laughs> that kind of got ixnade. Oh, um, and awesome. then, I don't know, softball just became my, you know, love. And I actually ended up playing in college. So you played collegiate sports, which was one of my other questions. Uh, you collegiate softball. Mm-hmm. Where did you play? Played at Wilmington College. Mm-hmm. Go Quakers. Um so played left field. Um, it was kind of hard to, you know, manage time. But other than that, it was a great experience. And some of my best friends ever are still from that team. Okay. So I guess you mentioned manage time. If you had to speak to your senior class here, what would you advise them with time management and playing sports? Number one, would you recommend playing college sports? And two, how would they go about managing their time? Yeah, I think college sports is a great experience for everyone. I mean, obviously being D3, I didn't really get a scholarship for it by any means. But I mean, if you could get a scholarship, that's helpful because I know how much student loans will end up being later on in life. But also 
I think it's just that camaraderie. I mean, you've played sports your whole life up until that point. And I mean, to not have to stop at right after high school, I think it's great. And then with time management, you just got to, I mean, you got to, you know, hunker down and focus with college. I mean, they're, the teachers really aren't on your butt. And the professors, I guess you could say, really aren't on your butt. Like teachers in high school, you just, you have a class maybe three times a week and you just got to get your stuff done and you still have to go to practice. And, you know, games are a lot further away. I mean, we could travel up to six hours away. And you just got to be able to make sure you can manage your classes, manage your homework, your projects and manage your sport. Now you don't have mom and or dad there to come home yeah, to and, and exactly. coach you along mm-hmm. on your own. Well, who was your favorite coach and why? Oh, gosh. Um, I had to pick. Oh, man. Um, 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 probably Tim Elliott. He was my uh my basketball coach, um, my junior and senior year, um, he really pushed me and he was actually one of my teachers in middle school. So mm. we already kind of had that relationship and I'm actually still friends with him now. He's a great guy and so smart. And I like having, you know, long winded conversations with him on, uh, on Facebook. And so we still keep up and I still call him coach this day. I never call him anything else. He's always coach, coach Elliot and he's a great guy. Sounds like you respect him a lot. Mm, I do. It also sounds like you, you feel that maybe relationships are important with coach. Is that correct? Having a relationship with your oh, coach yeah. is important Definitely. to help you excel the game? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you have that relationship with coach, I mean, you can really come talk to him about anything. It doesn't even have to be, you know, strictly sports. I mean, you could, if you just, if you just need someone to talk to about your day, about your life, you know, or if you just, if you want someone to help you get better, just, you got to bring it up to them though. Cause I mean, if they don't know, they can't help you. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's really neat to hear that you still have this relationship and continue to talk to one another and have a dialogue. That's great. What was your most successful season and what made it so successful? Oh gosh. Uh, over the, in all sport. my years here in, in sport. Oh, when I played. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, I would say, let's see. Well, my freshman year high school softball team, um, we went 19 and six. Oh um, we started off the season undefeated. Um, and then we lost a tough game. Um, I think we were our seventh game in, lost a tough one, two to one. Um, but I mean, that was a great season. We kind of dropped the ball in tournaments. I mean, I know how, I know everyone knows how that feels riding high. And then, you know, you just don't show up for tournaments and that's when it really matters. But I think that was a really great season. And then I guess I, my other season will probably be my junior year basketball and softball. I was just, I was in peak shape. Um, I was really, you know, trying hard and the coaches were really supporting us. Um, my senior year, I dropped off a little bit, got a little lazy, got some senior, not senioritis and <laughs> probably could have done a little better, but I was just kind of like, I was exhausted by that point and just ready to graduate. So I'd probably say just like my junior year across the board for sports. Um, you know, the records weren't the greatest, but you know, I had a great time with my, with my, you know, um, teammates and the coaches were great. And I was really, really trying that year.
So it sounds like you plateaued maybe your junior year and then felt like you wouldn't be able to reach that plateau again. So from there, you just slid downward your senior year, maybe yeah. senioritis, and I guess. That's what yeah, senioritis got the best of me. And I was just kind of, you know, I went from working out all the time. There's just wanted to have fun with my friends. It was my last year and it's not really the way to go about it, but it was my journey and, you know, I live with that and it's fine. I mean, um, so you went to Wilmington college mm-hmm. and, um, you played softball. What was your major? Athletic training. So Wilmington college actually has their own athletic training program. It's a really good program. They have really good staff there. Um, and they're actually moving towards an entry level master's program. They did not have mm-hmm. that when I was in college. Um, so that's kind of, that's a great opportunity too. I don't even have my master's. Um, but I mean, with that entry level master's, it's getting you right in the door and it gets you ready for the master's program. So I think that's a great opportunity. Okay. Are you contracted by chance with a particular health network here at TVS or are you an employee of TVS? I am an outreach athletic trainer. I'm contracted through Kettering Health. Um, and they send me out. And so I'm not technically an employee of TVS. Um, I, everyone kind of sees me as an employee of TVS, but I'm actually a Kettering Health employee. So um, it's a great network to work with. I'll tell you, Podcast Nation, uh, every time we've been here a lot. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. With, with the time we've been allowed to work with these young ladies, uh, more times than not, Simone is in this in her office. Um, Talk about a dedicated, um, I can't say employee, but dedicated individual with her trade, Simone McElroy. Um, <laughs> she's all about it. So we're, we're certainly happy that you're part of this part of this program. Um, how long have you been at Twin Valley South? This is my 10th year. I know it's crazy. Um, got this job right out of college. You know, I was, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, ready to start it. And, you know, I still get that feeling every time we start up a new year. I already know it's going to be stressful, but, you know, I wouldn't, you know, pick any other school to be at. I mean, this, the Twin Valley community is just amazing and they've supported me and they, you know, welcomed me with open arms and it continues to be like that every year. And so, you know, you get sad when the kids, you know, leave every year, but you get just as excited to see all the, you know, new faces and, you know, get to just experience different seasons with the rotating athletes that come in. And and then you get to see older athletes return, some of them as teachers, some of them as coaches. And it's just it's just a great experience to have. Uh, that's great. That's why you've been here 10 years. So maybe you'll retire here. Hopefully. Uh, be great. Um, what sport do you like the most then? Um, is there a particular sport you actually like most watching as a fan? Um. I'm a huge basketball fan, but I would have to say my number one sport is probably football. I've always been into football, um, like my whole life. My dad played football, um, mm-hmm. and that's really what got me into athletic training. I was working with our athletic trainer in high school, and our first sport was football, and I just fell in love with it. Being on the sidelines, just you know, being in the mix. It's it's the most high paced sport there is, you know soccer and basketball, softball, baseball, you know, those sports, I'm kind of just sitting, you know, sitting on the bench, just relaxing for the most part, unless something happens, fingers crossed it doesn't. Perfect day for me is when I'm a spectator where I just get to cheer on the team and, you know, eat some sunflower seeds or what have you and 
get to relax and enjoy the game. But football is just there's always seems to be something going on. And, you know, the the sideline is so, you know, intense and there's just a lot of energy going on. And I think I like that hype. Adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline fueled. It just gets me through it. So, and I worked football in college as well. So, I mean, college is a whole new beast of working football sidelines. So it's, it's exciting. You got to be on your toes constantly. So knowing that you could be called in for your services at any, at any given time. And there's so many kids to watch at the same time with football. So it's, it's, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you've answered my next question, which is which sporting season keeps you the busiest? Oh, fall, <laughs> fall, especially there's just so many teams going on at the same time. You know, I usually get a bit of a break come winter and spring just because there's not as many sports offered. So there's not as many athletes to deal with. Um, but I mean, winter could be just as busy as fall as if we're plagued with injuries, which I hope we won't be, but, um, I would kidding. usually say the fall just because there's so many different teams to deal with it, and their schedules are so erratic. And so there's a lot of kids rotating in and out of my training room. What sports are you dealing with in the fall? We have men's and women's soccer, um, football. I also cover middle school football. Um, we have cross country, high school and middle school. We have high school and middle school volleyball. Um, so, I mean – that's you said a lot soccer of soccer too. Yes, and yeah, both soccer's boys and girls soccer. There isn't a middle school soccer team, but you mentioned I mean, volleyball. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Was there any advice that you can give the athletes with regard to injury prevention? Um, they just need to be, you know, conscientious about their own bodies, you know? Like you have to you have to be proactive with your own health care. I mean, it, it comes down to eating right, drinking enough water, you know, staying away from the fatty foods, the, you know, refined sugars, the stuff like that. And also, you know, you need to put in the time and effort before season comes to you know, get in the weight room, to work on running, to, you know, just work on your different skills you need, because if you just come in and you don't do anything all summer, or all fall, and then you come winter for basketball season and you just expect to jump in the gym, I mean, that's not going to help you. I mean, on any fronts, you're going to be out of shape. You're going to be weak. Um, so I'm a huge component of weight training. I love weightlifting for men and women, boys and girls. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's done correctly, you know, I just don't want to go out there and try to pull the biggest maxes you can get. But at the same time, you you need to strengthen up your body. And the stronger your body is, you know, the better off you will be injury wise. Okay. And fortunately we have Troy working with a lot of the athletes here as an, on a volunteer basis, Troy Ennis, who we'll have in a future podcast as a, as a guest speaker. So it's, it's certainly nice to have him mm -hmm. help with. Uh, yeah. If I had more time, I would definitely do it, but it's hard with everything else I have to do. You know, mm -hmm. I'll pop in the weight room every once in a while, try to help kids with their form and, you know, stuff like that. But I just don't have the time to specifically go in there when all the teams are in there, make sure everything's going well. Yeah, you spread pretty thin as it is. Mm -hmm. We certainly appreciate the time you, when you do get in there. Um, can you walk us through what your protocol is for a non-serious injury to a more serious, severe injury? Um. Mm -hmm. 
I guess it really just depends. It, I mean, it depends on the injury and what is injured. Um, obviously, if we're dealing with like an ankle sprain versus like you could say like a, a fracture, I mean, obviously with a sprain, you would just have to see how much mobility they have versus lost, um, how much swelling is involved, um, how much strength they still have in the joint. Um, and then obviously a fracture is just a send out. I mean, I can't do anything for a fracture and, and, you know, and then if you even look at just an ankle sprain or, you know, an ACL sprain versus an ACL tear, um, and or rupture, a rupture is a complete tear of a ligament. Um, so if you just sprain your ACL, you know, sometimes you can work on strengthening and stuff and it won't involve surgery. Um, most of the time with a complete rupture, there will be surgery intervention and then you have to do rehabilitation from there. Um, so it's just, you know, it, I wish I had a better answer for you. It really just depends um, on what the injury is, which joint it is. Um, and then a lot of times going back to ACL, the stronger that the athlete's legs are, the better recovery time they'll have. And sometimes if they have strong enough legs, um, the orthos will even let them finish out the season without having the surgery during that season. Um, Because the stronger your legs are, the less movement you'll have from missing that ligament. So that's, you know, even goes back to strength training. The stronger you are, the better off you are when it comes to injuries. Yeah, certainly. Um, What do you like most about serving in your position as athletic trainer? You've touched on those through conversation here, but what would you say you like the most about Um, this position? I think it's just... Oh man. I think it's just being here for being here for the kids. Um, you know, I have the, I have many hats as an athletic trainer. Um, I mean, you can ask some of the kids, uh, the athletes that come through. I'm also a part-time therapist, kind of a nutritionist. Um, I have to tell them, you know, no, you are not overweight. You're a teenager. You're an athlete. You don't need to diet. You will be fine. You know, type of things like that. And then some of them, I, they just feel comfortable with me just to tell me about their day. And I like hearing about everyone's days and good, bad, ugly. Um, and I just like having that, you know, open door policy that if you need to talk to me, you're always, you know, welcome to talk to me. I, it doesn't bother me at all. And, you know, I just, I like seeing the athletes every day. I love seeing them succeed. Um, if there happens to be an injury, which I hate when that happens, but, you know, watching them go through the, the, you know, the pro the progress of can't do anything after the injury to returning to play is like the highlight of my job. It's what I'm here for. Um, so that's always exciting as well. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you struck uh, quite a few relationships up with a lot of the student athletes here. Um, it's, it's quite obvious. I do want to circle back. Um, You mentioned hydration is important for these athletes. Can you make a recommendation of a particular drink uh, you like to see the kids drink that's low in sugar? Um, I mean, obviously, I like them to have water, but I know some kids are like, I don't like water. It just tastes like nothing. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Gatorade, I will have to say. if you could get the sugar-free Gatorade, it's probably better, but Gatorade has so much sugar in it. Um, 
that unless you're a high, high intensity athlete, you're really not burning off that sugar as well as you should be. So it's, it's, it's just too, too high in sugar. Um, I, I do this for myself every once in a while. I mean, I love water, but even like the Mio little, you know, squeeze in Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, cause those are, they don't have any sugar and it just adds a little taste to your water. They're easy to get. Um, you can put it in any type of water and they're, you know, relatively cheap, which is also nice. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's not a knock on Gatorade by any means. I just think the sh- if you get a regular Gatorade, I think the sugar content, it's just, it's just a little too much. Um, even along, um, Oh, what are those sport um, body armors? Yep. Those also are pretty high in sugar. And I just don't think people really realize it. I mean, you can slap sports drink on about anything. Okay. It doesn't mean it's usually actually good for an athlete. Um, you know, you can get potassium and magnesium and all stuff. You need sodium from other stuff, more from your diet. And then you just need the water to hydrate. So... Okay. Very good. I thought that was important. We mm-hmm. get that question asked because I know the kids are out there drinking a lot of these high energy drinks, uh, monster. Oh yeah. Guys. No. Yeah. Definitely stay away from the energy drinks. I will say I will dabble in energy drinks every once in a while when I'm too lazy to make myself a coffee, but I'm also 31. So, and not an athlete anymore. So, um, yeah, definitely stay away from the energy drinks. You don't need it. Um, you don't need all that high, you know, calorie high, you know, caffeine intake type things. You just don't need it. Um, just stay away from it. They're not good for you in any means. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been to a lot of sporting events. Uh, with that said, what do you like most about the spectators that come and watch the student athletes, whether it be football or basketball or soccer or volleyball or cross country? What do you like the the most about the fan? So they come in, the spectators that watching and what do you like the least? And can you give them any advice? Um, how they I, might support. Oh yeah. No. Um, come, come watch your athletes play. I mean that, you know, they, they do it for themselves, but they also do it for you. I mean, they're representing the school. They're out there and just come support them. I mean, you might not like the sport. That's fine. But your friend might be on the team and, you know, they, they just love hearing the stands roaring and people cheering. And I think that's great. I mean, if you can come with posters, if you just come and, you know, scream, yell for each of the players and, you know, get hyped up when something good happens. If we score, get hyped up, you know. And I think they love seeing it there. I mean, of course, they're going to expect their parents to come. But I would love, I mean, I know being an athlete myself, I love seeing my peers come. I love, you know, that camaraderie of like, hey, this is our school and we're going to show off that we're the best. We might not win the game. Who cares? But, hey, we cheered the loudest and, you know, the school had your back. And I think that's that's a good, you know, character building thing for these young athletes as well. Because, I mean, they put in the work, they put in the practice and, you know, they want to show that off for everybody. Not this, not just their parents, not just their coaches. They want to show it off to the school. They want to show what they come down here every single day after school for long hours to do and all the time they put in. So, and then I would say probably like my least favorite would be just don't be negative. Like, yeah, it stinks. It stinks when you're having a rough game, you know, you're getting beat up on and just seems like everything's not going right. That doesn't give the stands the right to start 
you know, spewing negative energy out into the, you know, ether. It's, um, yeah, it's frustrating for you guys to come. If you do come watch, yeah, you paid for the game, blah, blah. It's frustrating for you, but think about how frustrating it is for the athletes themselves. I mean, like I, like I just said, they, they've worked hard for this and, you know, it's not going well for them. So if you guys just keep positive, then, you know, it, it will be, you know, it would do leaps and bounds for the actual athlete. You know, they're going to be upset after the game, but if they were like, man, this, you know, the crowd still had our backs. I mean, that means a lot. And, you know, and also just don't call out specific, you know, athletes on the court or the field. Um, You know, don't yell negative specific things at people. Don't, I mean, you know, everyone is out there, they're doing their best and just be supportive. I like that. They're against pretty good advice. I mean, we talk about the athletes being positive as coaches. Um, you know, if the what better can we ask for if our fan base too is supportive um, and being positive mm-hmm. uh, with reinforcement? Yeah, and athletes the they feed off of. I mean, they feed off the crowd. That, I mean, that's what it is. They are, you know, the workhorses for the school, so they're going to feed off of the school, you know, giving energy to them. So, I mean, it might help them play a little better if you guys are cheering and supporting them. Yeah. Yeah. They're represent they're representative of our community as well as the athletes. So would you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you've asked, um, we've had three of our student athletes uh, from this up for this upcoming season. They've been asked some questions. One of them was a question that you had asked, and that was, um, what would be your go-to karaoke song? You had mentioned to me that that really says a lot about <laughs> what the student athlete is. It tells a lot about them. Can you explain that a little bit? And with that being said, can you tell us what your karaoke go-to song um, is? I just, in all honesty, I always just get real curious about that. I just think it's a funny, I think it's a funny, you know, fun question. You don't really have to think about it too much, but um, it doesn't have to be as deep as you might think. And I've been asked that in interviews. So I always think that's like, well, if they okay. ask you in a job interview, why wouldn't I ask it for the girls? Um, yeah. My song's not the most appropriate, I guess. It's Friends in Low Places. Um, but that's my song because that was our, my softball song in college, not like mine specifically, but our team's like song in college. So like a, a few of my teammates have already gotten married. And that is always the song that we request from the DJ. And then the whole softball team gets out there and we all just sing it at the top of our lungs. I honestly don't even know why that became our song. It just, it just kind of happened and it's always stuck. So anytime I'm at karaoke, I sing it in tribute of them and just know that obviously they'll always be my teammates and we'll always be sisters no matter what. And I just think that's a fun little concept. I always just like to hear people's, I can't sing a lick. So, I mean, I will sing at the top of my lungs and I'm sure cats will be screeching in the background, but as long as I'm having fun, that's all that matters. But I was just like, just, you know, hearing different people's thoughts on that question and just seeing like why they would pick that song, you know, whether it's just, they know all the lyrics or they like the tune or, you know, if there's a deeper meaning behind it, I just always find that as a fun question to ask just to see what comes up. Okay. Very good. Well, I like your question. I like hearing the kids answer that. I always look forward to that, to their response. 
Well, uh, thank you again, Simone. I know you've got a game to get to here shortly, so I don't want to keep any longer. Uh, and I, we appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. It's sure been a joy to get to know you and have you in our presence. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I can definitely tell that, that students gravitate to you, and that's great to see. Um, uh, you're in here for the right reason. So best wishes to you, and I will be seeing you. Um, stay healthy. Oh, thank you. You guys stay healthy, too. Have a good one. All right. Thanks again. Isn't Simone a striking individual? I can see why the student athletes gravitate to her. We're blessed to have her on our team. She truly enjoys working with the youth. Thanks again, Simone, for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat. I'll leave you with this. Ask not what your teammates can do for you. Ask what you can do for your teammates. Until next time, cheers.